0: God's grace and His peace are yours today and always through Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Amen. I've got two stories for you this morning and I want you to see if you can tell the difference. One family, busy family, mom, dad work, kids are in all kinds of activities across the board. Uh, Dad works from the morning, he gets home, eats dinner quick and then he goes back to work until about 9 or 10 at night in his office. Mom gets up in the morning, she goes to work, comes home, she makes dinner quick, and then she does everything that needs to be done around the house, from laundry to cleaning to taking care of the kids. The kids get up, they go to school, they come home, they got to do homework, uh, and then they have practice and all the activities that they're in. And so there's a brief window where this family can sit down and eat, and that's from 6 until 6.15. I mean Brief before they're on to the next activity. And so there the family is. They're they're all waiting at the table uh, impatiently for mom to bring them the food. And, And mom comes. She sits down, her head hung low, and she says, I burnt the food. Dad sighs and says, You know you're a terrible cook. Why didn't you just order in? That's story number one. Story number two. There's a family. They're super busy. Dad gets up, he goes to work, he comes home, he just eats dinner, goes to his office and works until 10, 9, 10 o'clock at night. Mom gets up, she goes to work, comes home, makes dinner, and then does all the chores around the house. Laundry, everything else that needs to be done. Kids get up, they go to school, uh, they have activity, uh, homework, they've got sports, practice. Uh, There's a brief window where they can all eat, and guess what time it is? 6 to (laughs) 6.15. They're all sitting down at dinner, waiting for mom to bring the food in. Mom comes in. She sits down and hangs her head down and says, I burnt the food. Dad says, Honey, it's okay. Let's just order in. What's the difference in the story? Dad's reaction, right? Dad's words. One word, one story... Dad's words cut to the heart, and they hurt. In the other story, Dad's words bring healing, bring hope, bring security, builds up. Today, we're talking about the Eighth Commandment, which God uh, talks about our words. He safeguards people's reputation and their hearts. As I said at the beginning of the service, uh, the Ten Commandments recorded for us in Exodus 20. God gives them to Moses on Mount Sinai. And so today we're going to read Exodus 20, verse 16, which is where the Eighth Commandment is recorded for us. Here it is. Let's go ahead and read it together. You shall not give false testimony against your neighbor. God says, I want to protect the reputation of others. I want to protect the heart of others. Of others, and to do so, we have to watch our words. We have to tame our tongue. Words hurt, and maybe the reasons words hurt so much is because we know that uh, they're not just a bunch of syllables brought together. Words come from the heart. It's what is it is what is in here that comes out of our mouth. And Jesus says as much. Uh, One time he was talking to his disciples and, and talking to the Jewish religious leaders and here's what he says. But the things that come out of a person's mouth come from the heart. These defile them. For out of the heart come evil thoughts, murder, adultery, sexual immorality, theft, false testimony, slander. These are what defile a person. But eating with unwashed hands does not Defile them. Out of the heart come false testimony and slander. What's in here comes out from here. And I think Jesus' brother, half-brother James listened pretty well when Jesus said this. After Jesus died, he rose again and ascended into heaven... James wrote a letter to the Christians living in Jerusalem around 45 to 50 A.D. Uh, And his whole book, his whole letter, is addressing Christians who aren't living like Christians. They said, well, I believe in Jesus. It doesn't matter how I live. And James says, no, that's not true. If Jesus has really touched your heart, it's going to change the way you live. And in chapter 3, he addresses our tongue and he says, let's tame it. And so today we're looking at James chapter 3, beginning with verse 3. Here's what James says. When we put bits into the mouths of horses to make them obey us, we can turn the whole animal, or take ships as an example. Although they are so large and are driven by strong winds, they are steered by a very small rudder, wherever the pilot wants to go. Likewise, the tongue is a small part of the body, but it makes great boasts. Consider what a great forest is set on fire by a small spark. The tongue also is a fire, a world of evil among the body parts of the body. It corrupts the whole body, sets the whole course of one's life on fire, and is itself set on fire by hell. James gives us three examples here uh, of, of great things that are controlled by little things. The first one, a horse. He says, a horse, though big. Horses can get up, weigh up to 2,200 pounds. Big horses. Spirited animals, have a will of their own, want to do what they want to do, and yet, this little bit in its mouth that sits between the front teeth and the back teeth control this huge animal. This huge wild animal. He says, consider a ship. Though this ship is huge... And though winds kind of direct it, this rudder right here, this small thing compared to the rest of the ship, can control this huge ship by just turning it. And then he says, consider a spark. A spark is very tiny, and yet it can lead to something so powerful, which can be a good thing and can be a bad thing. Uh, I go out into my backyard, I, I create a spark in my grill, And fire, it leads to fire in my grill. But when it's contained, it's great. It has the power to cook my chicken and my burgers. Another spark, though very small, has the power to wipe out hundreds of thousands of acres, like in California right now. It has the power to do damage. Here's James's point. What he's trying to make is this. Our words are like a horse, our words are powerful like a ship, our words are powerful like a fire. And what controls our words? Something so tiny, our tongue. So if you're following along, here's your first point today. The tongue is small but powerful. The tongue is small but powerful. Our tongue is the gatekeeper, so to speak. Words cannot get out of our mouth unless our tongue speaks them. And think of the power that words have. Think back to that second story where Dad says, Honey, it's okay, let's just order in. The power of those words when she is feeling down already, lift her up, give her hope, make her feel loved. That's the power of words. Think of the power of words that that you can use to encourage and that encourage you. Words are powerful in a good way and in a negative way, right? Words are powerful in a negative way in three ways. It one sets our lives on, or sets our relationships on fire. It sets our own life on fire, and it sets our relationship with God on fire. Think of how many uh, wars have begun, Think of how many uh, deaths have happened, suicides have occurred, acts of violence have happened because of the power of words. Think of all the fights within your marriages. They start, why? Because of the power of words. Think of how many uh, marriages have ended in divorce because of words. Because they are powerful. And it sets our relationships on fire. Think of the friendships that have ended, the siblings that don't talk to each other anymore. Think of uh, all of the powerful words that have been said to you that have hurt you and that you've said to others and it's hurt them and it's ruined those relationships. Because words have the power to do that. Words have the power to set you on fire. Think of all the negative words that we tell ourselves when we look in the mirror. We see our reflection, and what do we say about ourselves? Do we focus on anything good, or do we just verbalize the bad? What does that do to our our mentality? What does that do to our self-confidence? It drags it down, right? And the more negative talk we do to ourselves, what do we do? We get dragged into this hole of despair where all we do is complain. And everything is negative. And there we are in this negative hole of despair because all we do is focus on the bad and we speak the bad and we hear words of negativity and what do we forget to do? Thank God for all the blessings that He gives us every single day. God blesses us incredibly every single day. And yet when all we do is speak words of negativity, we get in the hole of despair and we forget to thank Him. We set ourselves on fire. And finally, we set our relationship with God on fire as we forget to thank Him. And the more negativity that comes out of our mouth, the more foul language that comes out of our mouth, dirty jokes, uh, all of these negative things that come out set our relationship with God on fire to the point where James says at the end of verse 6, it sets itself on fire by hell. You want to talk about how much power your tongue has? It has the power to drag you into hell itself. That's the power that our tongues have over the words that we say. James says, "...your tongue is powerful." He also says, "...all kinds of animals, birds, reptiles, and sea creatures are being tamed and have been tamed by mankind. But no human being can tame the tongue." It is a restless evil, full of deadly poison. Here's your second point this morning. The tongue is small, but untamable. The tongue is small, but untamable. Uh, I just recently saw The Greatest Showman for the first time a couple weeks ago. Uh, anybody seen that movie, The Greatest Showman? Uh, it is. Honestly, it, it may be my favorite movie of all time because the soundtrack is just so great. Uh, it is by far the greatest soundtrack I've ever heard. Uh, but the, the whole movie, for those who haven't seen it, it's about the beginning of the circus and the man who started the circus. A- and according to the movie, one, one animal that has always been a part of the circus is lions. Lions. And they're still in the circus today. And it's amazing because you've got the, the the top of the food chain, the animal who's top of the food chain, and yet humans can tame that animal to the point where you can open its mouth and people stick their head in that lion's mouth and it doesn't eat them. They're able to tame this wild predator. And yet, James says nobody can tame the tongue. Not a single person can tame this small little muscle in our mouth Nobody can tame it. And we know it's true. Because we've all been there. We've been there frustrated over our boss, frustrated over our employees, frustrated with friends, frustrated with our spouse, our kids. And it builds up inside of us to all of a sudden we're saying things we don't want to be saying. And we know we shouldn't be saying them, but it's almost like we can't control it. Because on our own, what are we? We're sinners, controlled by sin and we can't tame this little muscle in our mouth on our own the tongue is small but powerful the tongue is small and untamable james says and he also says the tongue is small but full of deadly poison the tongue is small but full of deadly poison You've heard the phrase, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words can never hurt me. That is probably the biggest lie that anyone has ever told and and one of the biggest lies that's ever been spread. Sticks and stones, yes, they can break your bones. Yes, they can tear open your skin and and cause you to have stitches. But guess what? You're going to heal. Words hurt. And words don't just get healed and then you never think about them. Words... Stay with you. And it spreads like a deadly poison through you. If you've ever, if you remember back when you were younger and you told your parents that they were mean or told your parents that you hated them, guess what? They probably still remember that to this day. And it still cuts them open every time that they think of it. Every time you've said a mean thing to somebody, it's stuck in their brain and it spreads like a deadly poison in them. Words are powerful and they contain deadly poison. King Solomon, around 980 B.C., uh, he was ruling over Israel. Uh, One of the wisest men, if not the wisest man to ever live. And he, he wrote all of the Proverbs in the Old Testament. And here's what he says in Proverbs. The tongue has the power of life and death and those who love it will eat its fruit. The tongue has the power of life and death. That's what the tongue can do. It can spread death as we let negative words out of our mouth. The tongue is powerful. The tongue is powerful. It brings death, but it also brings life. And so here's your last point this morning that I want you to take home. The tongue is small, but changes lives. The tongue is small, but changes lives. Think of how your life has been changed by words. Words from, will you marry me? To, I'm pregnant? To, you're hired? To, you're fired? uh, To words of, you're accepted, you're forgiven. Words have completely changed your life. And it's words that have not just changed your life here on earth, but it is words that have changed your life for eternity. It is through God's Word that your life has been completely changed forever. Right? It is through the Bible, God's Word, that He has brought salvation to your heart and has changed your heart to have faith in Him. Think about it. Can you go out into the woods and meditate and find eternal life? No. Can you just go about your life on a day-to-day basis and find eternal life? No. Uh, Can you just, whatever your own truth is, can you discover eternal life that way? No. Eternal life has been communicated by God and needed to be communicated by God in order for you to have it, and He communicated it by words. Through the authors of Scripture, God communicated His Word and they wrote it down so that you may have it. And those words have had huge impact on your life on a day-to-day basis and an eternal basis. Think of how God's Word has changed your life. God's Word has brought you peace, has changed your life so that you have peace because you don't have a guilty conscience. You don't have it. Why? Because God's Word declares to you... That Jesus became your sin. Your sin was laid on Him and He took the punishment we deserved. We are guiltless before God. We are guilt-free, forgiven sinners before God. That has changed your life because you go to bed at night with rest. Rest for your soul. God's Word has changed your life as death no longer terrifies you. It may still be scary because it's an unknown thing, but we don't have to wonder what comes next. God's Word declares to you that because Jesus lives, you also will live. That's changed your life. It has given you peace that that normal people don't have, but Christians have it because God's Word has changed your life. God's Word has changed your life, and, and, and we can now be selfless. Because God's Word says that Jesus was selfless for us, gave Himself up, and continues to give us everything that we need. In Him our anxieties are met. In Him all our needs are met. In Him all our fears have been taken away. We can be selfless and selflessly give of ourselves because Jesus selflessly gives to us. It's changed your life by giving you worth. Worth that is far greater than any self-worth could ever give you. Something or someone is worth only what someone is willing to pay for that thing, right? And Jesus said to you, and he tells you in his word, you are worth himself. God says, you are worth giving up my own son to have you. I'm willing to uh, give up my own son to death so that you might be mine. You want to talk about worth. You have worth that, that goes beyond Anything that could be given here on earth. You have a value that is more than people's opinion of you because God says you are my child. And finally, it's changed your life because it's given you a purpose. God's Word tells you what your purpose is, and that is to declare the praises of Him who've called you out of darkness into His wonderful light. It has completely changed your life, God's Word. It completely changed your life and continues to change your life. And that's what James says. He closes out this section by saying this. With the tongue we praise our Lord and Father. Just stop right there for a second. Look at how God's Word has changed your life. God is not just a distant God. God isn't someone who doesn't care about you, but God is now your Lord and Father. That is what the power of the Word has done. It has changed your relationship with God so that He now is your Heavenly Father. James says, And with it, we curse human beings who have been made in God's likeness. Out of the same mouth come praise and cursing. My brothers and sisters, this should not be. Can both fresh water and salt water flow from the same spring? My brothers and sisters, can a fig tree bear olives or or a grapevine bear figs? Neither can a salt spring produce fresh water water God's word has changed your life and God's word continues to change your life you are now a child of God and James says you cannot continue to curse and to praise God with your tongue one or the other and obviously we want to praise our father in heaven and so how do we do it meditating on the word Reading the Word, studying His Word. And as we grow in His Word, God's Word continues to change our heart to bring out praises to God. Because it's in the heart that all of that starts, right? Whatever's in the heart comes out of our mouth. And God's Word continues to work on us and change our hearts so that we bring forth praises of Him. And so here's what we're going to do. Here's my challenge for you this week. Two things. If it's God's Word that changes me, if it's the power of His Word that changes my heart, what do we have to do? We have to be in His Word, right? So be in His Word daily that His Word may continue to change your life. And then number two, this week, use your words, use your tongue to encourage somebody, to build them up to show them love and tell them love, to give them hope and joy. Your words are powerful. And it's because of God's Word that we're able to tame our tongue and that we're able to, instead of spread deadly poison, spread life and joy. And so this week, as you give somebody love and encouragement, also give them the, the powerful words of God's Word so that their lives may be changed too. That they may have eternal life just as we have eternal life. May God be with us this week as we use our words to declare His praises to all people. Let's pray. Father in heaven, we thank You that You loved us enough to send Jesus, Your only Son, uh, into this world to live and die for us. We thank You for Your Word and that through Your Word You have changed our lives forever. Uh, This week as we live for You and uh, through Your Spirit tame our tongue, help us to bring praises for you and and, uh, from us to you, to all people, uh, that their lives may be changed and that they may declare on your praises as uh, well, that they may have eternal life and know Jesus their Savior. Be with us as we carry this out, both now and forever. Amen.